Today on SEC, the sports card grading giant PSA makes another change to submissions as the backlog becomes too much to handle. What does this mean for the hobby? The crew discuss it right now on SEC. Welcome to episode 16 of Sports Cards Culture. I'm Chris here with Nick, Christina, and Josh. And we have a big topic for you guys today. PSA came out with a shocking announcement this week. Josh first alerted me to this news, and he commented that it might be the biggest piece of hobby news so far this year. It's tough to disagree with that. A friend of mine commented, this is probably the biggest decision that PSA has made in its 30-year history, and that very well could be. There is a lot to analyze here, so let's get down to what happened. Steve Sloan, the president of PSA, issued a customer update this week. It can be accessed via PSA's website. In this letter, Sloan explains that PSA's backlog has continued to grow despite the price increase that they implemented on March 1st. PSA, he said, has received more cards in the last three days than they did during the previous three months. So uh, Sloan says, quote, given our growing backlog, it would be disingenuous for us to continue to accept submissions for cards that we will be unable to process for the foreseeable future. It's an unpleasant conclusion, especially after the March 1st price increase, but it is necessary to properly serve the customers, end quote. Sloan goes on to say that all service levels are suspended except for Super Express, which is $300 per card. This is the cheapest one, and it is designed for cards up to $5,000 in value. Walkthrough, which costs $600 per card, and is for cards with a declared value of up to $10,000. And then there actually are higher service levels. There's the premium service levels, which start at $1,000. They go up to $10,000 per card. And these are for cards with declared values in excess of $10,000, all the way up to a quarter million and more. So unless you're willing to spend at least $300 to grade a card, you will not be able to submit cards for grading with PSA. Sloan explains that PSA's goal is to bring back all suspended service levels by July 1st. He goes on to state, PSA has added 58,000 more square feet to their California location. They've increased from 421 to 783 employees since January of 2020. PSA is working on opening international offices as well as new grading locations in the United States. And finally, he concludes PSA is accepting resumes for those interested in working for PSA. And in particular, if you are you are not working for PSA, <laughs> if you are interested in working as a grader, you are directed to contact Mike Levine at mlevine at collectors.com. Okay, let's open this up for discussion. Josh, we've had a little while to process this information, about 24 hours actually. How does this news impact you personally? Does it change at all the way you will collect and grade cards? Yeah, per- personally, it changes what level of cards I'm willing to grade. Like I would, prior to all of this stuff, I'd be willing to grade $100 cards, you know, base prisms. And now I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm looking at probably like a minimum of a $1,000 card uh, raw to which I would try to grade, just doing the math and trying to make sense of that. And... And at this point, personally, I'd probably start looking at other grading companies if I did have stuff cheaper and I needed to get it graded. Um, but in the, for the most part, it's like really just shifting your mindset on what is you know able to be graded at this point that makes financial sense. And for me, it's mostly just personal cards now, especially at that really high those really high tiers and the cards that you want to you know grade and flip. 
you're really looking at just kind of the cream of the crop in terms of, you know, like, let's just say the, the latest prism basketball. It's pretty much just going to be LaMelo ball prisms uh, at this rate. I don't know if there's really or like a, you know, LeBron gold or something. There's really not much else that's in the threshold. And I think that's okay. I think that's kind of what the grading system was initially designed to be was just like, you're not really meant to grade every single card, every raw prism, every rookie card. Um, and I don't know if, if everyone's going to be as kind to those, those remarks, but I mean, that's, that's just where we're at. And so that's the shift we have to make. Christina. Yes. Are you to blame for this temporary halt in grading cards with PSA since you ripped all that 2018 prism wax and then you forced us to send thousands of cards to PSA? Yes. (laughs) You guys caught me. It was me alone. I sent in 50,000 cards in three days uh, recently and that's what did it. It was me. There is the culprit, guys. Sorry. I know. But I got them all in before they cut it off, so. (laughs) Josh, from a business and a strategic point of view, PSA must have calculated the impact that this decision could have on its business and on the market for card grading. What do you think is the best case scenario for PSA, and what do you think is the worst case scenario for PSA that can ensue over the next three months? Yeah, they definitely did their math on this. Like, this is a company that's trying to remain profitable. They looked at their, you know, 7 million, 10 million. I'm not sure how many they have. They looked at that and they said, we can profit from this and and withstand some of this time that we're not going to be getting new submissions. So, like, the math is fine in their favor. Best case scenario is they completely clear the backlog and get every service back to the way it was. Uh, by their estimated time. I think you said July 1st. I mean, the best case scenario is just like do what you say at this point <laughs> uh, and clear the backlog to actually zero, which would be phenomenal. And, they, and they'd almost have like a fresh start. And the other best, the other part of the best case scenario is during that time, you know, obviously come up with a way to increase the speed at which they're grading, obviously, because when <laughs> grading opens back up, you know, there's just going to be a flood of people sending in cards that have been waiting over the last three months. So they're gonna have to be able to come up with something during those three months to withstand the new, uh, the new submissions after they open it back up. Worst case scenario is they, you know, cut that they, they like reduce that backlog by twenty percent and they miss their timelines and they just made people even more mad and they, I don't know, man. I just no matter what they do, people send more cards. So like, are they really doing a, a bad job? Because people keep sending them their cards. What's the worst case scenario? People send them more cards. That sounds like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like an odd problem to have. Didn't they just make PSA cards more valuable? See, that's what I wonder about. In in theory, you would think yes, because it's now much harder to get a raw card into a PSA slab. But is there a risk of losing some brand value because? There's going to be three months where nobody can grade with them anymore. And when people need to find a new grading company to quickly grade their cards and then sell them, they're going to become loyal to new new grading companies potentially. I think that's part of the risk. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, but if you think about the the part that gets people most excited about the brand, what's the most exciting part about PSA? When you get the cards back. And people are going to be getting their cards back still. Yeah, good point. So like their brand excitement of what PSA is is that the day you get one of these boxes in the mail (laughs) right and you open it up on your live or whatever that's the day everyone looks forward to and that's going to still happen and arguably it's going to be faster and more efficient than it was because there's not new ones coming in 
Now I understand the the branding will take a hit on like people being frustrated not being able to send cards in, but I mean, that's the other side of the coin, I guess. Good point. Uh, well, it reminds me from what Chris you mentioned a few episodes ago about well, this creates a space for a different grading company to grade all those cheaper end cards. So I think it becomes more exclusive. So now you know a new PSA label. Somebody spent 300 or more to <laughs> get this. True. Christina, if, yes. if PSA cannot handle this unprecedented surge in demand, as they've said, right. the rest of the grading companies definitely cannot handle it either. No. So if this excess demand for PSA grading ends up spilling over into other grading companies, will they need to close their doors for a while as well? Is there a risk, basically, that all the leading grading companies end up shutting down for a little while? I mean, that would be an interesting result. And then PSA would definitely have the last laugh uh, in that scenario. But I'm not entirely certain that others would be able to afford to shut their doors when they're trying to make names for themselves. Okay. Josh, what do you think? Uh, is there a risk here that this just spills over to BGS and they close down, then it spills over to SGC and then they close down and we see this this domino effect over the next few weeks? Yeah, it's definitely a risk, man. I, I've seen a lot of people post that like, those other companies are so excited after this news. I'm thinking that they are not anything. They're just focused on, oh my God, we got to get ready. <laughs> if they're smart, they should be like really the thing. So the thing that really makes me upset about all this is like, they have literally like not even just PSA, everything has 10 X. Let's just be conservative and say everything's 10 X in the amount of submissions. And you were saying, you told me that they two X their employees and even that's incredibly impressive. Do you know how hard it is to hire people in a company that size? It takes weeks. You have to like onboard them. You have to get like insurance set up for them, payroll. They have to go through so many different steps. And to just say like, why don't they just hire 10x the amount of people to handle 10x? It's impossible. And you like you couldn't even find 10x the amount of people to hire instantly, even if you wanted to. And then if you could, you'd still like. And then you still have to go through all these processes of getting them onboarded and stuff. So. It's just the reality of it, and you just kind of have to like deal with it. You're gonna have to like understand this is the fact, and figure out what to do going forward. Because you can't just like scream at PSA or these companies and say like do better, hire faster, be be smarter. Because um, the ones that that are gonna do the best in that scenario right now are the ones that are gonna win. So like these other companies have a chance right here to step up, and we're gonna see. You know, we're gonna see who actually has what it takes. And it's a little risky for the other companies too, though, right? Because let's say they decide to increase over the next three months their their labor power and their resources and everything. Well, what happens when PSA comes back and PSA then takes back the market share that they left open? That could expose them to some risk, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why, that's why I told you this is the biggest news in the hobby so far because they're not just making this decision for themselves. It's going to have implications across everything. So Josh, big picture, let me go back to something that was at the core of what uh, Steve Sloan said. He said PSA received more cards for grading in the last three days. And I think this kind of gets glossed over. I glossed over until I really thought about it. They've received more cards for grading in the last three days than they had in the last three months. And think about that. Because we've been marveling at the market expansion we've seen in January and February. 
but PSA is reporting a very staggering surge in demand very recently, just this week. They're, they weren't saying that, that things surged so much in January and February. They're saying in the last three days here at the tail end of March. So, Josh, what does this mean on a macro level for the hobby? Is this a leading indicator that there is a further market expansion underway? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, that's like one of the few pieces we have to point to at like a data level to show that the market is going to be expanding even further because we look at like the card ladder index and we look at the daily sales volume on that we're tracking and those numbers have been down a little bit lately. Uh, and so to hear like something on the other end where it's a leading indicator of something coming, it's definitely interesting to hear that. Another low key thing that we haven't talked about yet, but like they ma- massively increased how many submissions they got in the last three days, you said. Correct. And that's since they like absurdly raised their prices super high. And now like they've raised the price dramatically on the lowest they're going to accept, which is a three hundred dollar uh three hundred dollar submission. So are we just gonna ignore the fact that like they still are gonna get a ton of submissions even at three hundred dollars? <laughs> that's the, yeah. the next question pertains to that. So let's let's hop into this now. Christina, I yes. I posed a couple of polls to Instagram yesterday. Here's one. I set the over under for this poll at one hundred. Okay, and I asked people how many times will the 2020 Lamelo Ball Prism Base rookie card be graded at the $300 service level. 323 people said more than 100 times. 101 people said less than 100 times. So basically, three out of four people indicated that they believe the Lamelo Base Prism Base rookie card will be graded more than 100 times at $300 service level. Okay, now let me let me let me give some context to this. Using Card Ladder, I can see that the card is currently selling for around $250 to $300 raw, okay? And once again, using Card Ladder, I can see that LaMelo's Hoops-based rookie card, which is a lower-end product in a PSA 10, has gone for over $2,000 in early March, but recently it has come below $1,000, okay? So what do you think? How many people will end up grading Prism-based LaMelo Ball rookie cards at the $300 service level? I mean, <laughs> am I doing the over under, or do you want like an exact number? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think the over under is fine. Uh, I think it's gonna be more than a hundred. Okay, what about a thousand? More or less? What will the pop report be on July first for the Lamelo Ball Prism <laughs> Base Rookie Card? Well, will there be more or 1st, less than one thousand? It will be less on July first because no one will be able to submit them. No, they can still submit at the three hundred dollar level. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying at the current pricing, right? what are what are we going to see by yes. the time it opens up to maybe regular pricing? Are people still going to grade base Prism LaMelo rookie cards <laughs> yes. even at the $300 yes. service level? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, will there be 1,000? Will there be more than five thousand? Yes. Oh, okay. Keep Our, going. See how far. Ten thousand. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Price is Right when you're in the stands. Like, no, don't go higher. <laughs> Josh, what do you think, man? How how inflated is this pop report going to be? Uh, when people can, when the cheapest level they can grade at is three hundred for cards like the well, Lamelo Prism. I mean, base. You, okay. Before you ask Josh, yeah. we were on me, so <laughs> <laughs> you 
you have to look at Zion's. Like, if you want to like talk about what this population is going to look like, yeah. look at the return on Zion. People are going to say, okay, I bought a card for two fifty. It's going to cost three hundred to grade it, but I'm going to be one of the few who has it. Therefore, I can charge if hoops is a thousand and was two thousand. I can charge at least three thousand. And if you're looking from five fifty to three thousand, why wouldn't you submit that card for grading? It's a great point. That's that's kind of my thinking as well. And I mean, Zion Prison Base even today uh, is seven hundred and twenty dollars for a Zion Prison Base PSA ten, and the population of that is sixteen thousand dollars. I can see this using card ladder. So even a Zion Prison Base, I think the raws are around two hundred to two hundred and fifty. You can if you get a if you get a raw that's going to ten, you can still make a margin. You you literally can. You can you can because it's three hundred to grade, and it's let's say it's two hundred fifty for the raw. You still have a hundred and seventy dollar overhead that you can make after it's been graded, but it has to be a ten. Okay, so now let me throw it to Josh. Josh, how much stuff are we going to see graded at this $300 service level when it comes to like the LaMelo prison base rookies and stuff like that? I think it'll, I mean, it'll be a lot less. Uh, it'll definitely be a lot less because you like doubled it from 150 to 300 And the, the service level that a lot of people were using was like that $20, you know, $50, $75 range. And they were getting a ton and ton of cards like Pokemon base cards. Just that's where they're getting crushed. So like, It'll definitely come way down, but there's going to be definitely more than 100 people that are like doing the math and looking at it, and they're like, you know what, let's go for it. This is a 10. Like you're just going to have more than 100. Uh, I, I don't understand, though, why people are paying $1,000 for a PSA 10 hoops lamello when they can literally look to the future and see, okay, Zion, what's your prism-based PSA 10 a year from now? It's half of that. I don't understand that at all. What do you, like? What is happening? Who would pay... $2,000 for the Hoops PSA 10 Lamello, knowing that it will definitely be worth a quarter of that in a year. Dude, not even a year. It was over $2,000 in the second week of March, and now here we are in the early parts of April, and it's less than $1,000 already. Like I don't, it didn't I don't even... understand. And that's the peak of it because Zion's Prism, which is a much nicer product than Hoops, is way less than that. I don't understand. Like You know what's going to happen. You have a crystal ball. <laughs> Maybe and Zion's been a beast this year. Zion has been, been very good this year. He's been a beast, and his prices are going down. So, like, what's Lamelo going to be the MVP next year? And even then, <laughs> all right, Josh. Another question I posted to Instagram was: Will it ever in the future ever be cheaper than one hundred dollars to grade with PSA again? My thinking behind this was: PSA will continue to receive some amount of demand for their grading service even with the cheapest level being $300, like we just discussed. So ultimately, over the next three months, they're going to end up having some data to determine what's truly an efficient price that they can bring back grading at. And it will be lower than 300 but it, it might be much higher than the $20 per card minimum service level that they were offering before the suspension. Uh, the, the, the poll results were this. 278 people said, yes, you will be able to grade cheaper than $100 with PSA in the future. And 194 people said, no, uh, 100, you will never be able to grade cheaper than PSA um, for $100 ever again. So by roughly a three to two margin, respondents indicated that they believe PSA will offer a grading tier that is cheaper than 100. So there's some optimism out there that you will still be able to grade it beneath $100 in the future. So what do you think? Will PSA bring back grading levels that are cheaper than $100 per card? Well, you, you answered it for me already when you said, like, they're going to still get demand at the $300 level, and they're going to have time to think about it and be like, wait a minute, we're still getting demand. 
why would we ever charge less than $100? I can see that logic. Um, but if I had to guess, I would still say that there's probably going to be some like $75 service for the super cheap, like maximum declared value of $100. It's $75 to grade it. Or if you're crazy enough to still send us where it's literally the value of the card to grade it, sure, we'll take them. Um, I can still see that. I don't think they'll completely eliminate it, but you're right. They might they might just see that and be like, you know what? As a company, we are happier not having the stress of the bulk stuff and just like we're happy with this minimum $200 service or whatever. I could totally see that happening. And I've always thought there should be like this premium grading service that like that's their minimum. They won't accept cards that are worth less than $100 or whatever, $200, $500, whatever that number is. And, you know, why not PSA, I guess? They've already got so much of that uh, lower price stuff out in the wild. Um I don't think it would hurt them to just focus on high end going forward, but I don't know. You know, I'm not an economist, so I guess that's up to the business to figure out. I've always wanted the premium grading service as well, and it is amazing that the there will there will be a lot of slabs. Let's say PSA does become a more the most premium grading service based on prices. There there still will be so many slabs out there, PSA slabs that were gotten before. You know that that not that those cards would not be worth grading anymore. Those, those slabs will be in a really interesting position in the market going forward. So many. I mean, if they got five hundred thousand a week, that's more than HGA, SGC, CGC have gotten in all combined in the last like year, and they got it in a week. So it's like just the sheer volume that PSA has gotten. That's going to be out in the wild when they get through this backlog. It's just it's mind it's mind blowing. Like this, the uh, junk slab era is upon us. Yes, it is. All right, Christina. Any final thoughts on PSA's big announcement this week? Any questions that you want to throw to the group? I just want to say that real estate in Southern California right now is super low. So the fact that they got a larger uh, facility for PSA uh, is not surprising. Um, I've heard of many uh, companies that have shut up shop in physical locations in California. So I I wasn't as impressed by that as some others who like were talking about it. Um I agree with Josh though regarding the employees. And I just want to say that uh I don't think that they will have a grading service under $100 at the end of this. I think those 3 to 1 were not optimistic. I think they were delusional. <laughs> I think that once PSA realizes that they will still make hand over fist money and they don't have to share the luxury like premium slabbing grading premium grading with anyone else you're going to see PSA move into that like upper echelon of grading companies and I don't hate it interesting all right Josh, same to you. Uh, any f- concluding thoughts here on this uh, day of, of huge PSA news? Yeah, I guess I would just like challenge people who are upset about how this affects them personally and think about how this affects the hobby going forward because there's a lot of people making a lot of tough decisions and I don't think anyone is making a decision to like try to screw anybody over or try to crush anyone individually they're thinking about this in terms of like for psa they're thinking about it for them their own business that's that's their goal they're trying to make money for their business so they're trying to make these decisions that are best for for themselves and 
we have to kind of like take this news and figure out how to how to make it positive for the hobby as a whole and how we can adjust so I know we've all had like negative thoughts about it. We all have our negative opinions, myself included. We just have to try to find the the positive here and move forward. I, I want to hear from Chris, from you, like how you take this news because you guys definitely, I mean, you've admitted on the show, like you'll, you'll buy wax. And part of that is because you can take a lot of that stuff and grade it. Now that you can't, are you angry? Like what is, where is your anger directed if you have it? And like, how do you think about this from the, your hobby day to day? Yeah, it wasn't until you just started talking that I started kind of realizing what a big piece of the hobby's, you know, ecosystem just got shuffled around a little bit. Like grading is a really important part of the secondary market. And, uh, you know, so many things we take for granted, such as the ability to grade with the leading grading company and something that just got taken away for three months. Um, selfishly, I'm a little bit happy about it because we do have a bunch of cards at PSA and hopefully this means we get them back more quickly. But on the other hand, uh, it definitely disincentivizes me from buying prism boxes at this time. I was already... That's what I was going to say, though. I It didn't actually move the needle too much because the boxes are so high yeah, right now. I think yeah. it'll be interesting to, when you're talking about the ecosystem of, like, shark eats fish and, like, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, the food chain of the hobby and you're talking about that like it'll be interesting to see if wax prices end up dropping because the secondary market isn't so robust with grading it's just raw copies and to that i'm excited because i like ripping wax and i haven't really been able to rip the stuff that i like because it's too expensive because everyone grades it so i'm looking at this and i'm like don't hate PSA for being like, we're doing us like you guys do you for three months. Don't hate that wax might drop in prices. Therefore, I get to rip wax. And don't really hate that like it gives us all something to talk about until national. Yeah, I, I mean, like if I had like a utopian world of cards with respect to the what we're talking about, it's like wax is cheap because so, people rip wax or they should be ripping wax for the fun of it. So that stuff should be cheaper. And then the super premium cards that come out of it are the ones that are eligible for grading and it makes financial sense to grade those. And those are the ones that change hands of collectors who like to spend money on singles and get their super rare cards. What happened over the last year was the grading costs and ratio of tens to raws got so out of whack with the base stuff that like that caused people to go into a panic and fever pitch about like getting their hands on wax to rip it to grade all the base cards out of it to backlog psa it was just this like ridiculous chain of events this butterfly effect to now where like the whole market is just flooded with base psa 10 prism cards and i'd like to see it go back to and I think this PSA decision may get us closer to this, but back to the utopian scenario I drew out earlier. And I understand that like businesses have literally started from this concept over the last year and they've taken advantage of this for a long time and they're going to be, they're going to be hurting and it's going to be tough times for them. So I'm very aware of that scenario. Um, just like if you ask me my opinion as an individual, that's where I'd like to see the hobby get back to. That's a great thought to conclude on hobby utopia. Maybe that should have been the name of the show. The Hobby Utopia. All right, guys, that will do it for episode 16. See you guys next week. Thanks for watching. 
tell us in the comment section below what the crew should cover next week, and don't forget to subscribe. See you next time at SCC. Sports, cards, culture.